When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. The Illinois Big Ten tournament run is now over. They lose to Penn State. We are literally one minute away from the game. They lost to Penn State 79-76. What a what a crapshoot of a game. Just just a pure crapshoot of a game is the best way to describe it in the second half. Illinois had a decent run there in the first half, but just could not figure out a way to beat Penn State. This was literally the third time they've lost to Penn State this year. Now, one thing people don't talk about is how Penn State's one of the oldest teams in the whole country of college basketball, but Illinois is one of the youngest uh, age-wise and experience-wise in college basketball. So you have one of the youngest teams, always versus the older team. Older team knows a few tricks up their sleeves. They have some transfers come in. Illinois has a couple, but they still have some young freshmen. They have some young playing time experience. Coleman Hawkins is the only scholarship player left from two years ago without Asumu and everybody else. Um, one thing that really stuck out is, you know, we didn't have Epps playing in this game. You always need a point guard. Having Shannon be the point guard, I'm not saying he can't dribble that great, you know, or terrible, but... He's not a point guard. And, you know, that's where Sky Clark a little bit. I know people say him being gone has led to some wins, and there might be some truth to that. We really may never know. But not having a true person to bring the ball up 
really hurts this team. Uh, Coleman Hawkins sometimes tries to be the guy to facilitate and put guys in the right positions. Uh, Shannon tries to be that person. But not having a point guard hurts this team because Shannon needs to be the guy off the ball. When he has scored a lot of his points, when he has those big scoring nights, he's off the ball. He's not worried about bringing the ball up and getting guys position. He likes to be off the ball. He likes to be getting the ball off screens and driving to the basket. He likes attention away for him to pop up and shoot a three. And so those are things that were hurting Illinois, not having a point guard. Um, and then just when they, they they had that little stretch there, they stopped going to the inside. We stopped we stopped missing sh- or making shots and Penn State started to make their shots. Um, defensively we were just looking a step slow there in the second half. And you know in the first half we were missing layups, danger, danger turning around, especially the second half when Illinois started to, um, when Illinois finally started to go inside in the second half, is when things really started to change. But I know in the first half watching danger, trying to do those left-handed hook shots was terrible, and so missing a lot of those layups hurt Illinois early on. Getting down once again, we got down by ten points early on. Then we have to fight back to try to compete and try to be in the game and that that hurts Illinois all the time I I swear on this if Illinois could just start the game being down 10 15 20 points and you put them down right away like that's the score um they they could compete and maybe beat anybody in the country if you put them down 10 to 20 points right at the bat. Because Illinois, for some reason, as of late, does not like to start games. They don't. They like to wait a little bit to see if the other team is going to get going. They like to wait and see what they need to do and then all of a sudden start to try. And that's what they did. But it sucks because this team is such a heckle and, and, and jive team. They... You know, the the end there of the first half, they went on a really nice run and had some momentum. They were getting to the basket. They were finally driving. They weren't selling for all the threes. Uh, They um, started to box out. They started to really push the ball. They started to really attack Penn State. And it's just something with Illinois. We had Penn State – and some foul trouble. They had their front court in foul trouble. They had their big guy in foul trouble. Um, Penn State, a total of 20 fouls, only with 21, but they were fouling at the end. But we got Penn State in foul trouble. Um, Illinois ended up taking 21 threes. They were 6 of 21. Penn State was 8 of 21. Illinois, free throws at the end sucked. They were 12 of 19 for free throws, 63%. Um we ended up with 11 offensive rebounds, which when you get all 11 offensive rebounds, you're put in a spot to win. And defensive rebounds, Penn State outscored or did them 24 to 21. Um, we had four blocks and seven steals. We turned the ball over only seven times. Penn State turned the ball over 10. So numbers-wise, we look like we could have won this game. But when you can't stop uh, Funk, you know he was six of nine from three with 20 points. Uh, Winner had 18 points. Um, Pickett only had 12 points, but a lot of attention was on him from the last time that Penn State played Illinois. I think just the size of Penn State across the board hurt Illinois this whole season with the three times they played. And I think not having Epps out there defensively 
really hurt a couple of the drives that happened in the first half uh, for Illinois. The rotational defense sucked. There was times where they got blown by so quickly that the rotation even couldn't get there, and then times they would just stand there and watch. They were like, oh, just make the layup. And so those things just really started to bite Illinois. And again, you can never figure this team out where maybe you should take a three, but you take this dribble and you don't even drive to the basket. You just take this dribble and do nothing with it. And then there's times they just chuck it up. So this team was just so... It's just so hit or miss. It never really seems to get flowing the right way all the time consistently. Um, well, I don't agree with this. Um, these guys are bums. No, they're not bums because how do you beat Northwestern who you know has been really good this year? How do you come back and beat Texas? How do you come back and beat UCLA? You beat Wisconsin the whole year um these guys you know really aren't bums i it's just really hard if somebody has an answer they tell me that's listening or watching and i know what one of them is going to be and i'm going to you know address that here in a second but these guys necessarily aren't bums you beat texas you beat ucla you beat wisconsin twice you did beat michigan state um you did beat ohio state um you know, you did beat a lot of these teams, Northwestern, Michigan. So they're not necessarily bums. You competed with Purdue at times. So no, the players are not bums. But I do think that there are times where they kind of shrink in the moment. And I've said this a couple of times. The last two years or so, Illinois, I think, has been very used to looking to somebody to bail them out. They look to Io DeSumo, maybe Kofi Coburn getting the ball down low and making a play. You have Trent Frazier out there directing things, being this defensive guy, being this leader that they needed. And coming into this year, people like to dispute this, but it's true. They're one of the youngest teams in the country. You have transfers come in. Well, these transfers are pretty good. Yeah, we're talking about players, but like, how do they fit in the locker room? How do they um, interact with the other guys? How do they adapt to what Coach Underwood's doing? And it took it took some time. Um, they switched their defense up, you know. Um, then I do ultimately think, like I said at the beginning of this, is <clears throat> there's no real true point guard. You know, no offense to Shannon. I don't think he's that natural, pure point guard that everybody is looking for. Um, you know, he's a better off-the-ball guy. He's better coming off screens. Mayer's not your point guard. Um, people like to think that, Ty Rogers could be the point guard, which I'm not seeing. You know, Harris isn't your true point guard um, right now. They're too young. And so I'm not saying Epps is 100% your true point guard, but he's a better probably point guard to bring the ball up um, all the time than these other guys. Then sometimes they just kind of shrink in the moment. Sometimes they make these weird decisions. Um, and then they, you know, and then when things, some things that work, then for some reason the players go away from it. I don't know why. They, when they started finally going inside, things were working. Um, then you have that technical foul in danger that kind of turned it around for Penn State, which in the rule book, yes, I guess that's a technical foul. In my world, though, like he celebrated, his eyes were closed, he head-butted, it was a mistake. You could have just said, no, never mind. But um, that is a rule that, you know, whatever. I think it's stupid, but ultimately 
it's a rule that they have to follow and we have to live with it and that's what happened and so we got to move on from that and uh you know penn state just plays tough this is not you know your typical penn state basketball team that maybe we all grew up watching they're a tough team they're actually pretty decently sized they're actually pretty quick but when you're an older team you have you know different vision of the game because you've played so many games you have you know a way to attack you know understand what they're doing on defense know how to look at them and they just they match illinois illinois is very lengthy penn state is just you know has thicker players and that ultimately helps you win basketball games but, you know, Coleman Hawkins kind of woke up with 17 points. He really had his post game going, I thought. Where the guys we needed to do some things that kind of disappeared were Mayer with only your seven points. You need Melendez to kind of – he had some moments, but with only four points, that does not help. Um, you know, Goody got in a little bit of foul trouble at the beginning, I believe, but he only had eight points. Uh, but Hawkins with 17, Danger with 13, Shannon with 19. It's just a weird group right here. Um Epps only playing, you know, a handful of minutes doesn't help. Um, just and all that technical stuff. Rotation defense wasn't very good. Um, they stopped going. They stopped going to what was working. And then Penn State, they just we didn't close out. They were hitting tough shots. We just ultimately every single possession mattered. And when they mattered, we just ended up capitalizing, and they did. Um, and energy, effort, and rebounding is what wins basketball games. I say that to. You know, I heard that coaching basketball at a high school a couple years ago and loved it. So it's just ultimately energy, effort, rebounding wins basketball games. And Penn State had energy and effort, and they started to rebound at the end. And, you know, we can go back and say some of the questionable calls, you know, if we were trying to find them here that were questionable. But there was questionable calls for both sides. We can't sit here and say Illinois had all these weird calls, even though I thought they were. But there were some weird calls for Penn State against Illinois. Um, But... The thing that people have already posted about, people have already posted, it's time to move on for Brad Underwood and all this stupid, you know, stupid shit that they talk about. Can we stop, please? Every single time I talk about this, stop saying to get rid of Brad Underwood. It is idiotic right now to be saying that. And here's why. The reasons people say this, oh, he can kind of recruit, but they underperform. Cool. What was our expectation? Well, they could win a championship, blah, 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 blah. Do people not realize where Illinois basketball was? Illinois basketball was not in a good place. Then Coach Underwood showed up in 2017-2018 season. After he coached at Stephen F. Austin for a couple years, then he coached at Oklahoma State where they made the NCAA tournament. They went 20-13 and while he was at Oklahoma State his first year. Then he gets to Illinois, where Illinois was not relevant anymore. They kind of were during the D. Brown times, Bruce Weber times a little bit, and then near the end of that started to disappear. Then we had to live through John Gross era and all these things where they just were not relevant. We had a couple decent players, just things never went right. Not, you know, oh, well, Coach Underwood has decent players, and look what they're doing. They were not doing what Coach Underwood has been doing. So he gets there in 2017-2018 season. They go 14-18. and Don't do anything there. Then the next year they go 12-21. and Don't do anything there. Then in 2019-20 season, they end up going 21-10. and That was the COVID year, and people don't talk about this. That COVID year, they were on the brink of probably winning the Big Ten championship, and they were on the brink to make the big the NCAA tournament. And at the, they were hot at the right time, and nobody likes to talk about it. 
They could have made some noise in the NCAA tournament, but people don't want to talk about that. So then in 2020-2021, he goes 24-7. and They win the Big Ten Conference Championship, and they make the NCAA tournament. So for the first time in a long time, Illinois finally gets back to the NCAA tournament. They win second season of 20 wins, going 24-7. and Then last year, 2021-2022 season, they go 23-10. and they have the regular season Big Ten Championship. They don't win the Big Ten Tournament Championship. They make the NCAA Tournament again. So it's two years in a row making the Big Ten Tournament or the NCAA Tournament. Could have been three if it were not for the COVID year. And then right now, Illinois is sitting at 20 and 11. So it's his fourth time winning 20 games with Illinois. And people are calling for his head. Well, they have this talent. They have this. Okay, number one, it's one of the youngest teams in the country this year. Number two, yes, we had some decent players. But if you look at who they had to play in their tournament, playing the Loyola team, playing these other teams, they had some really tough matchups. You could sit there and say, Brad Underwood doesn't know X's and O's. Well, if you coach in college, you probably do know some X's and O's, but people don't want to talk about that because they've never coached or they don't understand or they want to be ignorant and talk about this. Then also, they just need somebody to blame. Every fan just wants somebody to blame right now. If we were 8 and 20 or whatever, yes, you could sit here and talk about that. But guess what? Maybe this is what they need. Maybe they need to be done in the Big Ten tournament, get some rest, regroup, Epps gets healthier from his concussion because he didn't play a lot because he had a concussion. He stayed overnight in a hospital. And this is the thing that needs to happen. But the people that talk about Brad Underwood being fired and let's get rid of him, shut up. We don't need to hear it anymore. We don't need to hear it anymore. Go root for a different team. Go root for a different team right now. Because... We don't need you to talk about, let's get rid of Coach Underwood. It's 421. And the question is, who are you going to go after? What's the coach? Oh, bring anybody in. Anybody. Okay. The last time we brought anybody in, and I'm not saying I can out-coach John Gross because I can't. But you're talking about bringing in anybody. The last time we brought in anybody, we brought in John Gross. And look what happened. So let's talk about before Underwood got there, okay? The last time Illinois had made the NCAA tournament um, was 2012, okay? 2012, John Gross still had some of Bruce Weber's recruits. But let's talk about this. We lost in the national finals in 24, 2004, 2005 with Bruce Weber. They ended up going 37-2. and two. Okay. Then we go 26 and 7, 23 and 12, 16 and 19, 24 and 10, 21 and 15, 20 and 14, uh, 17 and 15 in Bruce Weber's final year. John Gross goes 23 and 13. Then 20 and 15, we don't make the NCAA tournament because our schedule wasn't very good. 19 and 14, uh, didn't make the NCAA tournament. 15 and 19, we don't make the NCAA tournament. Then John Gross goes 18 and 14. Then we got to let him go. Jamal Walker goes 2 and 1. So we had not made the NCAA tournament. Then we are talking about Brad Underwood 14 and 18, 12 and 21, 21 and 10. 21 and 10, we probably make the NCAA tournament. Now, now we're getting on a roll. We're quick to sit here and say, let's get rid of him. And something else I saw was, and kind of goes back to this guy's you know post, if you're still watching or you're 
saying here, you know, he said this, these guys are bums. I saw a post, and this is something interesting to think about is, are these players actually good, not good, and this is a ultimately good coaching job by Coach Underwood because we're overperforming, maybe they're not that good. Well, again, I don't go that far with it, but I do go with they're young. Coleman Hawkins is the only scholarship player left from the Iowa Sumu days and Kofi Coburn days. Danger transfers in. He's young. Uh, Mayer is older. Shannon is older. RJ Melendez is young and playing time experience-wise. He had a few moments last year, but still young. Um, Ty Rogers, young. Epps, young. Harris, young. Goody did not play over half of the year because he was hurt. You don't have Sky Clark anymore. So now he has actually done, in my opinion, a pretty good coaching job. People can talk about X's and O's. I think he probably knows a little bit of X's and O's. Probably more than the people out there are calling for him to be fired. Probably way more than me. And I've coached basketball for a long time. Most more than me. So stop with this Coach Underwood stuff. Yes, in our minds, because we have these high expectations now, quote-unquote underperformed. But guess what? They're going to make the NCAA tournament. It's his fourth 21 season. You don't just get rid of a coach right now that does this. Now, five years from now, six years from now, seven years from now, hopefully that he's still here because he wants to be here. He's brought Illinois back. People are talking about it. That's why we can have me getting mad and people talking about this. If it continues and he's not getting you 15 wins, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22 wins, then the conversation could start to be had that way because ultimately college sports is a business, and that's the type of conversation we can start having. But, again, the, the quick trigger thing is let's fire Coach Underwood, and it doesn't make sense. Stop saying to fire him. Who are you going to bring in? Who are you going to bring in? I'm curious. Don't say anybody because not anybody can do his job. Because if anybody could do his job, one of us could walk in there and do it, right? Well, you said everybody, so be specific. Who are you going to hire? So let's just stop. Um... So ultimately, tough loss for Illinois. Um, you know, I was hoping they would beat Penn State, but Penn State's a big, tough team. Illinois is going to have some time off before they have to play again. Uh, maybe this is what they need. Maybe they need this little reset to get healthy and think about and get mentally prepared for the NCAA tournament. They have the capability of, you know, making it all the way to a Sweet 16 and everything else with their length and their talent with Coach Underwood there. Um, their competitiveness, they've showed flashes of it. It's just never been consistent. Um, but they also have the capability of getting bounced for a second round. It's just kind of what this team is. If they have this rest, they show up, they compete, and they play, hopefully they'll get past the second round and we'll be sitting here very happy. And then people will be sitting here going, oh, Coach Underwood this. And I'll be like, well, you said fire him and get rid of him. But that's just what it is, I guess. Um but that, you know, that's that's really it. They lose. Sucks. Um, now we just kind of wait to see what kind of seed they're going to get, where they're going to play, who they're going to play. Um, so we're just going to sit back and wait for that while they rest, and we'll rest too. Um, and hopefully things turn around for them in NCAA tournament with this team that's capable of going pretty far, but also pretty capable of not going far. But don't worry, Coach Underwood. Us true fans are with you. It's okay. We're, we're good. Uh, keep doing your thing. Um, so thank you guys again for watching or listening. Like and subscribe to YouTube channel. Follow right on Apple and iTunes. Helps go a long way. Follow me at Coach underscore Steve72 on Twitter and um, at Coach Steve Show on Twitter as well. Leave a comment in the comment section down below. Um, thank you guys again for watching and or listening. This is Coach Steve. 
Um, I don't know if we'll do another Illinois post game, depending on when they play. But if not, check out all the other videos, and we will see you guys next time.